After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Shopping in the store There were nine little mitzvah boys Shopping in the store Buying things for Shabbos More and more One bought wine And handed to the door Eight little mitzvah boys Shopping in the store For Shabbos more and more One bought fish and headed to the door Seven little mitzvah boys shopping in the store Seven little mitzvah boys shopping in the store Buying things for Shabbos more and more One bought sholent and headed to the door Six little mitzvah boys shopping in the store Shopping in the store They were buying things for Shabbos More and more One bought Kishka And headed to the door Five little mitzvah boys Shopping in the store Five little mitzvah boys Shopping in the store Buying things for Shabbos More and more One bought Kugel And headed to the store Four little mitzvah boys Shopping in the store Four little mitzvah boys Shopping in the store Buying things for Shabbos more and more One bought cake and headed to the door Three little mitzvah boys shopping in the store Three little mitzvah boys shopping in the store Buying things for Shabbos more and more One bought salad and headed to the door Two little mitzvah boys shopping in the store Two little mitzvah boys shopping in the store Buying things for Shabbos more and more One bought herring and headed to the door One little mitzvah boy shopping in the store One little mitzvah boy shopping in the store Buying things for Shabbos more and more One bought flowers and headed to the door There were no little mitzvah boy shopping in the store There were no little mitzvah boy shopping in the store So they closed for Shabbos and shut the door Up the grocer went smiling happily Making challah, wine, fish, sholent, kishka, kugel, cake, salad, herring, flowers. Good job is to you and everyone. Kaiser, Kaiser, Yitni, Nechu, 
in the AM. Good morning. Welcome to 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County, we're at 91.9 FM and around the world on the web. It's jmtheam.org. What is this, the first of the last three days of our JM in the AM Jewish music season? Today and tomorrow and then Monday. And that's it. Tuesday is Shavasa Batamas. The three weeks begin. Believe it or not, I don't think anybody can believe it's a fast day Tuesday. I don't think anybody believes that Shavasa Batamas and the three weeks start on Tuesday. It's unbelievable. Uh, it really has snuck up on us. Not even the first day of summer yet. That's tomorrow. Imagine that. Anyway, here we are. Welcome to a uh, Thursday on this June 20th, the 12th of Tammuz. May you be blessed. That's uh, music from 8th Day. Isaac Honig and Kesser, Uncle Maishi with Shopping for Shabbos. A lot of folks will be doing that today. Yisrael Amar and Toda. Yoel Weiss, Mihaish, Lo Yisagoy, brand new from Yaakov Shweki, live in Nokia and Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 61 degrees, 73% humidity, winds of south at 4 miles an hour. Sunny today with a high temperature of 79. Then tonight, mostly clear, low 61. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 80. 88 in Yerushalayim and Haifa, Tel Aviv at 84, a lot at 99. We're at 61 degrees here in Jersey City. As we say good morning at JM and the AM. Big day today on our stream. Every Thursday is big. I noticed that our album of the week at 9 o'clock is MBD Memories, Mordechai Ben David's Memories, which is um, unbelievable. It's a great album. I, a lot of young people out there, I am sure, have never even heard of most of the songs from that old LP, but it is a great one. It's coming up between 9 and 10 this morning. We have a live lunch today. We have a great programming from so many wonderful radio hosts that are going to be happening on the stream all day long. And then, of course, you get to the pièce de résistance, as they say. Uh, you get to uh, what's happening tonight, the big competition, finally here, or almost here. We're 13 hours and 25 minutes away as the countdown continues on NahumSiegel.com. Tonight's stunt show, hosted by Daniel Gordon, will include Daniel as a, a participant, will include Mark Zomik, Matis Weingast, Ellie Hagler. They receive a bag of mystery ingredients, and uh, they try to uh, they try to cook against each other. Simple as that. Kosher Culinary uh, Arts Institute is the um on Coney Island Avenue and Flatbush is the scene. You get an opportunity to um <laughs> you get an opportunity to really see, not just here, but you'll be able to see through our Ustream video some of the amazing things that will be going on during the show. And we're just over thirteen hours away. So make sure to set aside a little bit of time before the NBA starts tonight. Make sure to set aside a little bit of time between eight and nine to make sure and uh, catch the uh, the uh, stunt show, which is going to be a uh, a cooking competition like no other. That is my 
prediction. Anyways, that's happening later today, and we're all getting very excited about that. Tomorrow is Friday, JM and the AM, and so much happened this week, including the uh, all the um, pomp and circumstance of President Paris's 90th birthday. Malcolm Holmline was there. We'll speak to him about that and all the other great stuff happening in this world of ours. Uh, all coming up tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. I want to remind everybody that our friends at Adorama have their big street fair on Sunday. Starts at 10 o'clock in the morning on West 18th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues in New York. Keep that in mind. We've been there the last couple of years. Very fun day. And from what we hear, the weather is supposed to be spectacular this weekend. So, hey, why not spend some time outdoors? So, big shout out, hello, and good morning to our friends at Adorama from all of us here at JM in the AM. Lipa's next, 23 minutes before 7 o'clock. It's Thursday. Good morning, all. Music, music. Mother, mother. Le malo, le matter. Le malo, le matter. Do them, do them. Tuffin, tuffin. Le malo, le matter. Le malo, le matter. Misra, misra. Mother, mother. Le malo, le matter. Le malo, le matter. Do them, do them. Tuffin, tuffin. Le malo, le matter. Le malo, le matter. Misra.
the uh, Barrio selection entitled Lave Tahar. Uh, before that, Sholi, uh, uh, who had uh, Lamacho Lee off the Simcha Balibi CD, Benny Friedman's Malani, we discussed that a lot yesterday with Arye Kunstler, he's part of that video, which is real cool, again, if you don't know, it's a video recorded in the majority underwater, really underwater, very cool. We missed our conversation with Aryeh Kunzler yesterday. You should check it out in the archives section of jmnam.org. Lipa had Mizrach. You heard Eighth Day with May You Be Blessed. Speaking of Aryeh Kunzler, this coming Sunday, he's part of the Rebuild Bell Harbor Hurricane Sandy Relief Concert with Benny Friedman, Shloimi Dax, Aryeh Kunzler, and the Rambam Choir happening Sunday at 11 a.m. 
at Oaf Tzedek on Rockaway Beach Boulevard in Bell Harbor, New York. Information you can uh, log on, rebuildbellharbor.com or dial 201-308-5580, 201-308-5580 for information. I got a great email from our friend Heshiar. He, um, he informed me that Bracha Tikva Rosenwasser, daughter of our friend Heshi Rosenwasser, is getting married to Josh Gross of Toronto this evening at the Carmel Winery in Zichron Yaakov. Could you imagine? The wedding's in Israel tonight. Again, it's Bracha Tikva Rosenwasser, Josh Gross of Toronto, Canada. And to the Hesh and the entire family, I say Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Nothing like a wedding in Zichron Yaakov, and that takes place uh, tonight. We are how many hours away now? We are uh, 13 hours and 2 minutes away from the stunt show, a supersized stunt show, which will pit Nahum Siegel Network hosts. Daniel Gordon, Ellie Hagler, Matis Weingast, and Mark Zomik against each other in a cook-off competition. It'll be, um, it'll be airing at 8 p.m. tonight. Video, 8 p.m. tonight, all on the website. Make sure you, uh, tune into our stream at jmnam.org. Should be a lot of fun right after our Thursday night extravaganza. Sunny today with a high temperature of 79. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Kali, it's on the background. News from Israel coming up, of course, and uh, plenty of guests this morning. You know, Dafyomi changes to on Friday, right? The brand new Dafyomi is Friday. We're going to have a couple of Dafyomi discussions this morning on the air. Yeah, we have a couple of them scheduled for this morning coming up at JM in the AM. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. מפרטים נוספים שנחשפים על דות נסיבות העלמותו עולה כי העד ככל הנראה נמלט דרך חלון חדר השינה שלו בזמן שהשוטר ששמר עליו היה מחוץ לחדר. הבוקר היה אמור העד להתייצב לחקירה במשטרה ומי שלא הגיע החלו החיפושים אחריו. גם חשש כרגע שהוא ינסה להימלט מהארץ ומאות בלשים פועלים לאיתורו. היום האחרון ללימודים, קטטה בין תלמידים בחטיבת ביניים בכפר נין ליד עפולה. השומר בבית הספר ניסה לפזר את המתקוטטים באמצעות שימוש בגז פלפל, וחמישה עשר תלמידים נפגעו משאיפת התרסיס. השומר נפצע קל. זהות הנערים החשודים במעורבות בקטטה ידועה למשטרה, והיא מחפשת אחריהם. התקנה אורנית פורן. דיירי הציבור, הדיור הציבורי יוכלו לרכוש את הדירות שבהן הם מתגוררים שנים רבות. יותם ברגר. 61 אלף דירות של המדינה מאוכלסות בדיירים זכאים. כעת יוכלו הדיירים לרכוש את הדירות לצמיתות בעלות נמוכה. ההחלטה הזו של שר האוצר ושר השיכון היא בגדר שינוי מדיניות חד. רק בחודש שעבר אמר מנכ"ל משרד השיכון, שלמה בן אליהו, בכנסת, שהוא מתנגד להפיכת אנשים נתלויים במדינה באמצעות דיור ציבורי. 
הודלקה בצריפין, אין נפגעים, נזק רב, נגרם למבנים בבסיס ההדרכה של חיל הרפואה, צוותי כיבוי השתלטו לפני הצהריים על השריפה. כתבנו נמרוד דנישמן מעדכן שכל חיילי הבסיס ההדרכה פונו, המשטרה הצבאית חוקרת את נסיבות ההדלקה. אלי תביב יוכל לרכוש מגי דמק את ביתר ירושלים, החליט בית המשפט. עכשיו ממתינים שההתאחדות לכדורגל תאשר את העסקה. כתבתנו תמר ירושלמי שמעה בתום הדיון את העורך דין איתי פיינה מעמותת אוהדי ביתר. אני מקווה שהתחילה דרך חדשה לכל האוהדים. תם עידן גי דמק. אני חושב שרוב האוהדים כן, כן, בסך הכל קיבלו את ההשקעה שלו באהבה, אבל אני חושב שהגיע הזמן שתהיה בעלות אחרת, ובהצלחה לעמותה ולתביב. ולסיום, לנשים בסעודיה עדיין אסור לנהוג ברכב, אבל לראשונה מותר להן להיות פקחיות טיסה. ג'קי חוגי סיפר לנו שעיישה ג'עפר היא החלוצה מבין תשע נשים שיסיימו בקרוב את הקורס ויוכשרו לתפקיד החדש פקחית טיסה בנמל התעופה בסעודיה. אלה החדשות שעורך עומר בן רובי.
The secrets they keep Generations of Eden Come pray and come weep The cracks seem eternal But soon we won't cry We'll rebuild it together My brother and I It's our
J.M., that's from the uh, Arye Kunstler CD entitled Our Eyes Are On You. Arye Kunstler was here yesterday as we uh, spoke about the Rebuild Bell Harbor concert. And if you missed any of it, there was so much great live music in our studio yesterday. He was just spectacular. Check it out in the archive section of jmnam.org. You will not be disappointed. Great live music. Uh, Baruch Levine before that from Touched by Ani Gun Gershon Veroba opened the hour from the uh, Yes Legacy with Fight in the Man. Sunny today with a high 79. On this Thursday, June the 20th, the 12th of Tammuz, getting ready for camp, right? Yeah, a lot of folks leaving already this coming Sunday. In fact, a lot of people who spend their summer in the Catskills inform me that they're heading up tomorrow. Yeah. A lot of people are going to be using 90.1 FM up in the Catskill region and 91.9 in Rockland County. Oh, yes. Uh, keep it uh, keep it on JMM all summer long. You have all the options. iPhone app, Android app, um, three radio stations. What else do we have? Call-in numbers. You can listen by telephone. Laptops for your streaming. So much. It's unbelievable. A uh, lot coming up later on. Don't forget, we're just hours away. I mean, not just a few hours, but a total of 12 hours and 44 minutes away from the big uh, contest. Will uh, Matis Weingast, will Mark Zamek, will Ellie Hagler, will Daniel Gordon prove to be the uh, Nahum Siegel Network champion when it comes to cooking? We will find out. The Center for Kosher Culinary Arts, Coney Island Avenue, tonight. Make sure to be tuned in at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream for the stunt show. And you'll see video of the event as well. <laughs> we'll talk more about it later on. Should be very interesting, that's for sure. Want to wish a mazel tov. We mentioned this earlier. I'm going to mention it again. Bracha Tikva Rosenwasser. Getting married to Josh Gross of Toronto this evening at the Carmel Winery in Zichron Yaakov, Israel. Mazel tov from all of us here. At JM in the AM. Deershoe has arranged for a kinus, a kinus Zikne Gedole Israel, a kinus of Torah giants, uh, who will issue hope and inspiration and will be broadcast live from Binyane Haoma in Yerushalayim to locations around the world. There will be English translation provided. It all starts this Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and there will be live satellite hookup locations in Lakewood, New Jersey, with a live address brought by Cutler, in Muncie, New York, with a live address brought by Moshe Green, in Brooklyn on 50th Street, with a live address brought by Fischl Schachter, in the Catskills at the Rowley Hotel, with a live address by Rabbi Zev Smith, plus locations in Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, Montreal, Cleveland, L.A., Miami, and Toronto. Deershu is doing this for a day of uh, inspiration and hope, uh, which will be broadcast from Binyanei Halma in Yerushalayim. Information regarding the different locations and how you can become part of this uh, entire gathering. Uh, what you do is you dial 888-5-DEERSHU, 888-5-DEERSHU. For information about um, uh, tuning in, going to one of the, the uh, hookup locations, and participating in the program. Yesterday, I was sent a brand new Deershoe song. One of the things Deershoe has done as they go through their course of Torah and Talmud study is they have uh, some amazing Torah songs that are created. And uh, we received this one yesterday. It's called Ani Mamin, brand new from Deershoe, and this is JM in the AM.
It's AM in the AM. That's from Deershoe, brand new Ani Mamin here on a JM and AM Thursday morning. They have their big event, the Kinnusik Negidola Yisrael, uh, which is going to emanate from Binyanei Haoma in the center of Jerusalem, happening this Sunday, June the 23rd, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Time here in this area. Uh, they're in Lakewood with a live satellite um, uh, broadcast and a live address by uh, Rav Malkiel Cutler, in Muncie with a live address by Moshe Green, in Brooklyn with a live address by official Schachter, and the Catskills at the Rowley Hotel with a live address by Rabbi Zev Smith, plus locations in Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, Montreal, Cleveland, L.A., Miami, Toronto. Information, it's 8885-DEERSHOE about Sunday's event and accessing it and going to it. Even though it's at Binyanei Haoma, you'll be able to go to it even if you're uh, in this area. 8885-DEERSHOE, extension 148. 8885-DEERSHOE, extension 148 for any additional information. JM and the AM, reminder that our friends at Adorama have their major, and I mean major, street fair coming up in Manhattan this coming uh, Sunday. Supposed to be beautiful weather, by the way. So uh, they are, I, I assume they are going, they are already expecting a big crowd and that they will have. A major crowd there uh, this Sunday. It's a fun event. It always is. And it's a free event from 10 until 4 on the streets of Manhattan this coming Sunday. It supports the Boomer Esiason Foundation to fight cystic fibrosis. Street Fair uh, at noon will feature some radio personalities, including Boomer Esiason, as you would uh, suspect. And at 1.30, Steve Weatherford of the New York Giants will be signing footballs. Uh, so that's happening uh, right in front of Adorama. You can check it out. And they have a whole bunch of stuff for the kids, a whole bunch of specials in the store, as you can imagine. And uh, we wish them good luck raising money for a very important cause. Stunt show is tonight at 8 o'clock. We have a full schedule today. All anybody's talking about is the cook-off that uh, Mark Zomick and Matis Weingast and Daniel Gordon and Ellie Hagler will be participating in tonight. Uh, Center for Kosher Culinary Arts is the uh, location on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. We'll do more about this coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll have a special guest who will be discussing this with us. Who knows what to anticipate tonight. It should be very interesting. I think it will be very interesting. Uh, later today on our stream at jmdm.org after I uh, conduct the live lunch uh, here at uh, jmdm.org, we'll have the... Uh, uh, That's Life program with Miriam L. Wallach. She has an amazing show today because she has amazing guests. I mean, uh, every show she does is amazing, but when you have amazing guests, it makes it even uh, more incredible. Today, she'll be speaking with um, Dr. Ephraim Kannerfogel, newly appointed university professor at Yeshiva University. Sixth time in university's history that a professor received the distinguished honor of university professor. He's now the E. Bill Ivry, university professor of Jewish history, literature, and law. Recently won the, the fifth Goldstein Gorin Prize for the best book in Jewish thought at, from the International Center for Jewish Thought at Ben Gurion University. And Miriam speaks to him today. Um, coming up on jmnam.org between 2 and 3 p.m. She'll also have well known author Dr. Michael Solomon to discuss sending your kids to summer camp and facilitating their success even when you're not there if that's possible. Album of the week coming up between 9 and 10 this morning is Memories by Mordechai Ben David. Remember that one? That'll stir a lot of memories right after JMDM this morning that I can guarantee you. And uh, Michael Fragan, who is always uh, at the forefront 
when it comes to um, political discussion and conversation. He's always at the forefront. And today he takes a look at the role of community organizations in Jewish politics with the Rechaim Schwartz of the Vod of Queens. He'll recap the Lawrence elections. Congratulations, Michael. And I'll have brand new insight into the mayor's race and wrap up the legislative session in Albany. So he has a lot going on. It seems that uh, anybody who's connected to city politics especially is tuning in or at least checking out what he is saying every single week on our stream starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thursday nights. And that is great. That's what it's meant to be. And he's doing a great job at it. And again, we congratulate him on his recent victory. And we encourage him to keep on going with the Nahum Siegel Network. Rabbi David Goldwasser is set. His words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We know that the Torah states, Vaish Moshe Anav Ma'id. Moshe Rabbeinu was extremely humble, more than any other person on the face of the earth. Moshe taught all of B'nai Israel the entire Torah, including this Pasuk. He also understood the Torah according to the 49 Shari Bina, the gates of understanding. How could he say on himself that he is humble? One would think that this in itself is the opposite of humility. Similarly, we find in the Talmud, Mishames Rebbe, that when Rebbe died, Batla Nova Vieraschet, that humility ceased to exist, and also the fear of sin. Rabbi Yosef said to the Tana, Don't learn Anava, because I'm still here. Rabbi Nachman said to the Tana, Don't teach Yeraschet, because I'm here. That means Rabbi Yosef recognized in himself that he was humble. Wouldn't that be considered arrogance? Wouldn't that contradict his humility? The great Rosh Hashiva Hagoyen Rabbaran Kotler answers that many people make a mistake when it comes to arrogance. They think that the main thing is that a person considers himself in Torah or in Chochmon wisdom more than he actually is. They think that anivus or humility is that a person feels himself lacking and missing important qualities. However, it's not so. The fact that a person considers himself more than he actually is, is a result of arrogance, because it lifts him up to think this way. But this is not arrogance in itself. Similarly, anivus, or humility, is not like people think that the person lowers his level, or brings down his level, and thinks that he's missing what he really does have. There was no stira, no contradiction, in the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu taught, about his own humility. Because the main idea of arrogance is that a person feels about himself like he is the center of everything, not because of his true importance, but rather because his ego is inflated. Anivus, or humility, is the opposite. It means that the individual is mocker, he recognizes that everything is chesed for him. All the qualities and all of the levels that he was able to achieve is only a chesed and a gift from Hashem. The Baal Shem Tov once recounted, a king was told that a person of humility gets a long life. He attired himself in old garments, took up residence in a small hut, and forbade anyone to show any type of reverence before him. However, when the king honestly examined himself, he found himself to be even prouder than he was before because of his newfound humility. 
A Chochem therefore said to him, Dress like a king, live like a king, allow the people to show due respect to you, but be humble in your heart. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. on this Thursday morning. I guarantee you that uh, when we spoke to Rabbi Shlomo Gertzelin a year ago, he had a lot busier day uh, than he has today. As busy, and he's very busy, but I bet you he was busy, even busier a year ago today. Rabbi Shlomo Gertzelin is Executive Vice President at the Agudas Israel of America. Of course, uh, he spent a lot of time with us uh, around this time last year as we were preparing for one of the most amazing events ever, the events ever, the most uh, incredible CM Hashas. And we're actually uh, speaking about Dafyomi again this morning right here at JM and the AM. Rabbi Gertzlin, welcome back to JM and the AM. Nachum, good morning. It's always a great uh, privilege to be back on the program, particularly on a day like today, which is a uh, which is a yantif, uh coming up for and this the next uh, day or two, a big yantif for Dafyomi learners. No question about it. We'll talk about that in a moment. Am I right that uh, you remember a year ago at this time being very hectic? Oh, it was uh, <laughs> hectic is an understatement. Uh, it was uh, overwhelming. It was it was uh, it was stressful. Uh, there was a lot riding on uh, on a very very special day, and we uh, and we put a, we, uh, so many people put a lot of effort into. Are you are you getting the impression uh, compared to eight years ago that there's a lot more post a momentum, or maybe I'm just older and more into it, and I think that. You know, that I'm getting that impression. Are you getting the feeling there's a lot more momentum a year later than compared to the last cycle? Nachum, the, the, the last CM uh, just literally propelled learning Dafyomi to such a, such a new level. I, I must tell you, and I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not exaggerating a bit, there, I cannot recall a time in my life when a year, practically a year after an event, right. wherever... I go wherever I am, a simcha, whenever I'm, I'm anywhere, people I have no idea who they are, men, women, just come over and just say, Rabbi Gertzlin, finally I have an opportunity to see you and thank you, thank the Aguda, thank, thank for everyone who was involved in producing that. A year later, people are still saying it. I don't even, I don't even know who these people are. Yeah, I think and, this, uh... and, and, and the impact that it had on people's lives yeah. was just, uh, was just amazing. And yes, there is a, an incredible, uh, momentum, and, and that's really what's happening tonight as well. That's right. Uh, I, I think this feeling is going to last for a while. Now, do you do this every time? Every time a Masechus ends, a track date concludes, you put together something that everybody in the country can get into in terms of a celebration? We don't do it every time, but certainly now at the beginning of the cycle, we did it after Brachas and after Shabbos, right. and um, now I'm just looking at my Art Scroll Gemara, and I see that we're finishing Volume 8, and that's that's like amazing, <laughs> uh, that we're, we're past uh, the 8th volume, uh, heading towards the 72-volume completion, obviously, of the Art Scroll yeah. stuff. But uh, after the, the uh, major Mesechtas we do, and particularly uh, this, this Mesechta that... Uh, for many people, it was a struggle. It was a hard, uh, complicated Masechta, a hundred diligent days of learning Masechta's Erevin. And uh, it's, it's a real celebration uh, for those who accomplished the feat of, of completing and maintaining the schedule. Uh, it wasn't the easiest Masechta to go through, and people looking through, uh, looking ahead towards a more, um, a more familiar Masechta that many of us learned in Yeshivas, Masechta's Psachim, which is starting on Shabbos. Right. So we have this uh, nationwide uh, live shear and and we're a very special one tonight that we always have uh, uh, the very hush of a distinguished rabbanim uh, or rosh hashivas who give the shear. But uh, tonight's nationwide shear is is very unique because 
it is uh, is being presented actually by two rabbanim, Rabbi Francis and Rabbi Glenner, who wrote um, the uh, the very very popular and widely used Laws of Erev book. Wow. So Erev um, uh, Sefer, I should say. Right. So um, it, it's a very special share, and uh, it's going to be broadcast to communities throughout the country. Uh, we have people in in far-flung places that actually gather together to uh, to watch together to celebrate together, and I. So I assume to drink a lachaim together once this year is uh, once this year is concluded. No question, it does take place tonight. No question about it. Rabbi Shlomo Gertzlin with us live via telephone. So for us in the New York area, this is nine p.m. Nine p.m. Okay, yes, nine p.m. And how do people access it? Do they have to go to locations? Can they call uh, your office? Yes, I would. I would uh, let me give people just um, two ways that they can access it. Uh, first, is, of course, is to call our office today and just to get the, the location closest to them where there will be a live presentation of this year. Okay. Uh, it's interesting, particularly here in Erevin, when you're dealing with a uh, a discussion of a physical uh, physical concept of the Erev. There is a presentation that's very interesting to to observe and to watch. Uh, and to listen to, uh, Rabbi Francis and Rabbi Glenner have actually uh, been touring the country over the last few weeks um, and delivered these shiurim in many, many cities. We just had them in the past week alone in Passaic. We had 60 people coming there to, to listen to the presentation. So, um, it, yes, it is tonight, uh, Eastern Time. And the number in the office where they can call to find out where in the uh, New York area they can listen to is 212-797-9000, extension Two six seven. That's two one two seven nine seven nine thousand extension two six seven. It is also going to be broadcast. We have a Dafyomi helpline that's open every evening for for questions on the Daf. It's going to be broadcast live for those who can't get to a physical location, and that number is two one two four 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 one. And then Daf D A F. That's two one two four 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 one Daf. So we've got them covered either way. That's great. I like that number. All right. Uh, and by the way, we should stress that tonight's presentation uh, it will will be for people who did not study Erevin every single day in the last hundred days as well. Oh, we- for sure. Uh, Rabbi Francis and Glenner have a, such a beautiful way of of presenting the the, 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 the unique uh, aspects of Erevin that uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Of course, it's... Uh, we we want as many people to participate as possible, but even if those uh, those who haven't learned Mesechta's Ervin will have great great satisfaction and enjoyment out of listening to this uh, phenomenal presentation. For instance, you published here just to give people an idea the questions that people always come up with about carrying on their front porch, about carrying in their backyard, if bushes could be a machitza for an eruv, why some people use a community wide eruv and others don't, the string of an eruv getting caught in a branch is it still kosher. All those practical. Practical halachic shilas will be addressed at some point tonight. That's correct, and uh, again, it's a big, a big yanta for those who who are actually completing the sechus erevin. Uh, but it's uh, certainly uh, an opportunity for everyone uh, to hear the answers to some of those uh, unique and interesting issues, particularly now during the summer when many people are way up in the Catskills. And over the last number of years, I know there have been um, uh, extensive efforts to educate. Uh, those in various summer home communities, bungalow colonies, camps, 
uh, about the halachas of Erev. It's, it's a lot more than just putting up a string between two poles. <laughs> no question about it. All right, phone number 212-797-9000, extension 267. For information about tonight's nationwide shear, mazal tov to those completing Erevin. And, of course, we give all the power to you, to those who are starting Maseches Pesachim this coming Shabbos. Rabbi Gertzlin, Begeshekach, thanks for keeping us informed. Good luck tonight, and uh, mazal tov to you and all those who have completed another Masechta. Nachum, thanks again, and uh, thanks for keeping on promoting Dafyomi. It's uh, it's just a, a great Klal activity. I appreciate that very much. JM and the AM at 18 minutes before 8 o'clock. 61 degrees, sunshine, and a high temperature of 79. Brand new Chevra at JM and the AM.
And the Chevra, uh, brand new off of the CD entitled Chai, on a JMM Thursday, counting down the hours, just over 12 hours away from our big stunt show, and we find out if Mark Zamek, Matas Weingast, Ellie Hagler, or Daniel Gordon are the best chef among those four from the Nachum Siegel Network. If you're not sure what I'm referring to, head to my website, you'll see exactly what I'm referring to. Big hello to our friends at Adorama. They are uh, having their big street fair to benefit the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation coming up. This Sunday between 10 and 4, we invite all of our listeners. They are, uh, it's amazing what they do for the community, especially with this event. And anybody out there who uh, finds themselves near 18th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues in New York this coming Sunday, make sure to stop by. It really is a fun and wonderful event. Got great programming all day long on our stream at jmnam.org, including Album of the Week, Mordechai and David's Memories, which is coming up between 9 and 10 this morning right after. JM and the AM. Lots going on in Israel. Lots going on around the Jewish world in general. That's why we have the weekly update every Friday. Malcolm Holmline joins me tomorrow, starting at 7.40 Eastern Time. Make sure you're tuned in here at JM and the AM. Javi Glustein is in our studio. She's the founder of Bina. Bina Stroke and Brain Injury Assistance. And this coming Sunday evening down in Lakewood at the Archus Chaim Hall, there will be a buffet reception beginning at 7 p.m., uh, where you'll have an opportunity to learn more about the organization and to support a great cause. For information about Bina, you can dial 718-645-6400, 718-645-6400. Javi Glustein, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, good morning. Thank you for this wonderful opportunity. So based on what I read, your husband suffered a stroke at the age of 27. How rare is it for somebody to have a stroke that young? At the time, I thought it was extremely rare, but as the years went on and I met more families, I realized that it is more common than I had realized at the time that I was going through it. And um, it was the result of an infection, at least that's what they're conjecturing, right? Yes, it was. It was a a viral infection that caused the stroke. And what happened between then and now that encouraged you to actually found an organization to help people in this area? Um, well, when I was going through this, I just felt all alone. Um, I had never heard of a young individual suffering a stroke before. My husband was extremely impaired. Um, and going through the rehabilitation um, process with him um, was a long and difficult process with very little guidance as to where to go, what to do, what the best options or programs out there might be for him. Um, as the years went on, I started networking amongst other families and it seemed that everyone was going through the very similar difficulties, um, making those very difficult decisions while our families were going through this very difficult time with us. And that's what encouraged me to get this started. Hal, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the whole process has been difficult, but yes. the most difficult stage lasted how long? Was it years before things really started to improve? Um, I would say the hardest period was probably somewhere between, um, I would say about the first year or so. Um, he had gone from being a perfectly healthy person to being an extremely impaired individual. And um, the intense rehabilitation process during those first couple of months was extremely hard. You say intense rehab, and I'm sure over the years it has 
the entire program of rehab after a stroke has improved like crazy, I would guess, right? Yes, it has. Probably even different now than when your husband went through it. Yes, it did. Yes, it has changed. Um, there have been a lot of improvements. Um, there have been a lot of changes. Um, there are always new things um, you know, new things that are coming down right. um, the pike. And How much progress did he make? He made significant progress. Um, when my husband had first suffered the stroke, he went from being in a deep coma to being an, a young individual, a 27-year-old, um, with no movement on his right side, um, no speech. He was extremely impaired cognitive-wise. His thinking process had been impaired. Um, simple things such as memory um, were were impaired. Um, questions such as how many children do you have were questions that he couldn't answer. Um, my husband today is a fully functional individual. Uh, who we would meet and just have you, a normal conversation. You'd never know. You'd never know other than a slight limp. So you would say, I mean, if we could put something like this numerically, you would say the doctors and rehab specialists got him back to 100% essentially? I wouldn't say it's 100%, um, but I would say that there was significant improvement over the years, and this was a guy who, right after the stroke, I had been told wouldn't have any quality of life. Right. And once they, f- once we realized he would have some quality of life, they still felt he would be extremely impaired, wouldn't necessarily have use of his right side, um, and wouldn't necessarily have speech. He actually bled into his speech center. Oh boy! Yeah. You didn't read the book My Life Deleted, did you? Fanny? No. But you've heard of it? No. Oh, you haven't. Okay. It's uh, it, it, because I, I'm I'm just curious if you feared. That he would never remember anything. That book is, is is a story of somebody who unfortunately had to relearn his whole life and be reacquainted with his wife and children. Were you? Wow, wow. I actually I didn't read the book at the time, um, but talking about that experience, I've met many families that have been through those emotions, um, especially at the initial stage when the medical predictions may not be all that rosy. So, how soon after the stroke could he answer the question, "How many children he had"? Um, I would say maybe eight or eight or ten weeks oh um, to that point. Yeah. Challenging time, huh? Yes, so it was. So you decide, yes, it was. So you decide, why, do you, why did you name it BINA? Why is the name of the organization BINA, B-I-N-A? Well, it stands for Brain Injury Assistance, okay. but it obviously, in the Hebrew language, no, um, has other meaning. <laughs> well, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. And, um, and, and the purpose was simply to be a support group, a service group, somebody who, somebody in a similar situation to, to what you went through could turn to and just get some help, advice. I mean, you tell me, what was the purpose of the organization? The purpose of the organization was creating something I wished I had had mm-hmm. when I was going through and it. That is Somewhere to call and oh, yeah. get information as to what rehab to go to, um, what physicians have expertise um, that are specific to that unique individual, um, what therapies one might be able to try. Um, I wanted a support system for the family, which is Even something Even for that older created. patients. We're not just talking about people in their 20s. We're no, talking about no. Traditionally, of this course, when we hear of strokes, we think of people in their 60s, 70s, etc. <laughs> So did I before I started this. But, yeah, no, this is a support system regardless of age. Well, I would assume it's still more in older people, right? I I would guess you still hear more of cases like that in older people or not necessarily? Not necessarily. You'd be surprised. Um, We've assisted about 1,500 families to date um, over the past nine years. And um, the majority of the people we've helped are actually under the age of 65. Wow. Not necessarily from stroke. Right. These may be other... um, I guess accidents happen that that affect the brain, right? Head trauma, etc. Head trauma, car accidents, near drowning accidents, um, sports related accidents, and more. All right. A lot of stuff going on out there. So this 
coming yes. Sunday, everybody has an opportunity to support the work of Bina. Now, you are. this is going to be an event uh, down in Lakewood, New Jersey. And, yes. and um, when it says here, my personal story, is that your personal story? Actually, my husband will be one of the speakers. Wow. But my personal story is a 13-year-old boy who was hit by a car on the way back from school um, a couple of years ago. Um, this was a boy who, who where the physicians did not think he was going to make it. And he's going to be standing there telling his story. He is back in school. He is graduating eighth grade. He's going on to a regular um, high school. And to, again, to the casual stranger, seems like any other regular kid. Um, hard to tell. You know, there is a slight limp there, right. um, a slight slur of the speech, but not all that significant, and especially coming from where he came from, right. that point where nobody would thought he would make it. The fact that he can stand and tell his story um, is is huge. It seems like you have a, a very nice array of families who are helping put together the event on Sunday. Yes, we do. Um, for the most part of them, these are families that have gone through the Bina system. Right, who called you for advice. Yes. And needed yes. to know what to do with their specific uh, family member. Uh, information about all of this and to support the cause, you can uh, contact Bina at 718-645-6400, 718-645-6400. I mean, I, I'm, I, I understand 1,509 years. Yeah. But, it, but the, it, the, is the phone ringing off the hook? Are you getting calls every day, every week? Like, how would you describe the pace uh, to which this uh, is affecting and afflicting our community? Well, we get calls every day. Um, quite honestly, we wish more families out there knew we were out there, which right. I guess is part of the part of the reason that, I'm here. I, I want them helps. to find yeah. us um, because we know that there are more families out there that would benefit from our services that just don't know that uh, that we are out there in the community. Um, as the years go on and we have more publicity. The numbers um, are going up, um, and more and more calls come in. So we're not happy that people are going through this, but we're certainly very happy to help them. Um, I guess it's inappropriate to get into specifics, but but there. Are, let's put it this way: there are many really good hospitals and rehab programs that deal with this. Would that be accurate? Or yes, or without is. naming names, would you say there's one or two that are far beyond the others? No, there are. Um, living in the tri-state area, I will say that we certainly have a couple of world-renowned facilities out there that do have specific expertise in neurological rehabilitation. All right. And the majority of the time, I assume you're trying to get people to gravitate toward those, unless yes. there's a specialty that's addressed by some other hospital in a different city, etc., whatever it might be. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Boy, oh yeah. boy, I'll tell you. Sometimes it pays to, uh, <laughs> to be with the best physicians, because there's a lot of good ones in this area. That's for sure. Yes, there are. Um, the, all right, so information for the event is 718-645-6400. Everybody's encouraged to come. Is there a web address for Bina? Yes, it's um, www.binausa.org, and Bina spelled B-I-N-A. So B-I-N-A-U-S-A.org, B-I-N-A-U-S-A.org. It's the Bina Stroke and Brain Injury Assistance. If anything, God forbid, happens and you think that they could be of any help, you call them immediately, and uh, doctors, hospital, rehab, I guess just advice and hand-holding, it's all part of what you're trying to yeah. do for everybody. Um, our main expertise is in the rehab phase and not necessarily in the acute trauma phase. So if somebody's looking for a neurosurgeon, we might not be the right place to call. Uh, but once they're post that stage and they're looking at the rehabs and the different facilities, um, 
we certainly are the place to call. At the acute phase, though, I would like to um, sure. I would like to mention um, that we do have a social worker on staff, and um, families are going through an extremely difficult time um, when you have younger individuals with younger children at home. You know, you have that 27 year old who has a brain injury with mm-hmm. a bunch of little kids at home. We do have that support system for the family members as well. Uh, do you hear from places outside of the United States? Yes, we do. Um, we get phone calls from Europe and Israel and Canada. So you've become <laughs> pretty well known at this point. Yes, we have. Do people fly, Do a lot of folks fly in from other countries to use the brain injury services that are offered in the New York area? Or that's rare? They usually are staying in their own... Uh, like the Israelis, for instance, that you get um, mm-hmm. contact from, I would guess, in Israel, especially knowing what goes on uh, uh, in terms of uh, injuries and, and other yes. things in the Army. I would assume yes. they have a, tr- a tremendous and amazing uh, uh, brain trauma programs there. They have great trauma, cent- uh, trauma centers and rehab programs there. On occasion, though, we will have that family fly over to the United States for some specific, unique right. program that we may offer here. We may offer here that they don't have. Boy, oh boy! Um, yeah. So you must have had some real successes where you've watched kids get back to school and and you know sudas <laughs> hodas that are pretty amazing. I mean, I, I can only imagine what it's like when someone makes a recovery after all those months and sometimes even years. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. And watching them go through um, the rehab process, watching them go from zero um, back to normal life, back to work, um, is incredible. Unbelievable, and especially with the kids. All right, good luck on Sunday. Anything else you want to tell us about, Bina? Um, No, thank you so much. Thanks for this opportunity. A pleasure. Good luck on Sunday. And I'm sure that folks in uh, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and other places in Jersey want to know if there's any... Um, I don't know, future plans for events in their areas or uh, anything like that? You'll let us know? Well, we would let you know, um, and any events would be posted up on our website. Now, if I may, I would like to end with one message, um, which is that we have seen over the years um, that not all injuries are preventable, but a certain amount are. Um, And I would like to end with a safety message to the community, um, especially now heading into the summer months. Um, Helmets, car seats, booster seats, um, street safety streets uh, uh, rules, sorry, um, you know, locking up those swimming pools can seat all belts. prevent, seatbelts was, yeah, the yeah. first one I mentioned, right. um, it can really prevent a lot of these injuries from occurring. Um, there, it's, it's no joke. Um, and, you know, te- the texting while driving or texting while walking, um, it's not about trying to outsmart the system and make sure the cop doesn't see you. These are real big issues, um, and they can really save a life. Yeah, and one second episode could ruin the rest ruin of someone's the life. rest of someone's life and the guilt that one may feel if they could have prevented it is uh is indescribable right, something nobody so. wants to live with no being a stroke Thank and you. Uh, pleasure being a stroke and brain injury assistance are down in lakewood this sunday night in a very heartwarming event a buffet reception at archas chaim hall on oberlin avenue south in lakewood new jersey everybody in that area is certainly encouraged to go down and participate. In terms of uh, BINA information, it's BINA, B-I-N-A-U-S-A dot org, B-I-N-A-U-S-A dot org, and use their telephone number both to support them, and if, uh, God forbid, you need their help, 718-645-6400, 718-645-6400. Javi Glustein is the founder of BINA Stroke and Injury Assistance. I thank you for joining us. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. 
Around the, uh, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org.
That's that's a little bit strange. That is a little bit strange. We're not getting uh, volume out of one of our key pieces of uh, of equipment here at JM and the AM. And why that is, I don't know. Hmm. Why that is, I don't know. I have to try to figure this out. And I had a great song planned, because as many of you know, this coming Shabbos, the words Matovu are in the Parsha, and hey, figure this would be a golden opportunity. Oh, hey, we got it back. I love it. Shalshelis Jr., Matovu, Yaakov Shweki before that, seven minutes after eight o'clock. I don't know how it got back. Seven minutes after eight o'clock at JM in the AM. We'll talk about the, uh, tonight's stun show and a whole bunch of other stuff all happening. Keep it here until nine AM this morning at JM in the AM.
That's Ohad here on a, uh, what's today, Thursday, Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. Well, Daniel Gordon supposedly is in this building. He was supposed to be in our studio about a minute ago. Hopefully he'll actually 
join us because we have a special guest, not only uh, in Daniel, who is host of our stunt show at 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Oh, here they are. Well, it's way past 8.15 on my clock. Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. I'm not yelling at Daniel. <laughs> Mary Mel Wallach is getting the brunt of the... Uh, Late start to our to our conversation. He is the host of the stunt show at eight o'clock tonight, which means, according to my calculation, listen very carefully, folks. According to my calculation, eleven hours and forty five minutes from now, you'll be uh, tuned in and listening into one of the most uh, interesting things we've ever done on our Nahum Siegel Network, and that is uh, tonight's uh, big stunt show, which will emanate from the Center for Kosher. Co- the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts on Coney Island Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. In fact, its founder, Jesse Blonder, is with us live via telephone. And Daniel Gordon's going to be hosting, and believe it or not, he's going to be participating as well. Will we find out which of our network hosts is the best chef this evening? Yes or no? Let's speak to our guest. Daniel Gordon, welcome back to JM and the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Nice to speak with you, sir. It is great to speak with you. I hope you didn't eat breakfast and won't be eating lunch or dinner in preparation for this evening. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know, When there are experienced chefs involved, I would use that strategy. When there are rookies involved, I don't know if that's the most effective way of handling the day. What do you think? Well, we'll have to have you over for a Shabbos after you taste my food, and we'll see. Well, one second. Are you a ringer? Are you somebody who's cooking on a regular basis, and you haven't informed Mark Zamek, Matis Weingast, and Ellie Hagler about this? Well, I did inform all of them about this when I was on Matis' show uh, mm. earlier in the week. We discussed this. Uh, Mark Zamek apparently cooks. I heard, even heard a rumor he has his own uh, chef's jacket. Oh, that's cool. That's serious. And Ellie and I, you know, Ellie told me that he cooks because his wife, Shani, is a doctor right. and works all the time, so he has to cook. But that's more like peas and carrots for his daughter. That's all he does. Uh, something like, well, I mean, we'll find out tonight. So, <laughs> so you're claiming to be the real pro, but I guess we will find out tonight. Uh, so why is this, uh, before we go to Jesse, and we will speak with him in a minute, why is this... Uh, so important to you. How did this sneak its way into the stunt show uh, format that uh, you felt there has to be a cooking competition? It seems like you have a, I don't know, some type of personal, I don't want to say vendetta, but like a, a personal journey associated with all of this. Why is that? So I love to cook, um, and unfortunately I don't get the time to it. I do do most of the meat and poultry um, in Aviva in my home. And the reason I did this was because I always saw on TV... Uh, chopped and all these other competitions. And right. the first thing that always struck me about those competitions is how difficult it would be if it was kosher. Right. And then I heard that the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts did this date night competition. Right. So I said, well, they have it right because all of us kosher people want to do these types of competitions and they make it possible. Right. Now, that means we don't get milk and beef. That right. means we may get coconut milk. Who knows? Right. Um, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm just trying to get the ingredients out of Nachum. I'm not sure he even knows. But um, we're trying right, to get... Right, because the ingredients tonight are only missed. In a basket, just right. like chopped. Yes. Mystery basket. 35 minutes to cook them. In fact, I think there's only one that's been leaked out. I think there's only one ingredient that has actually been leaked out. B- well, I, I don't know of any. All I know is that Manischewitz is the uh, sponsor of this event, Correct. so there will be broth. Right, oh, so, they, so you do but that's know. Not, but that's not a required ingredient, I heard. Unless, unless I'm learning something for the first time, uh, it's not a required ingredient. Let, let's bring in Jesse Blonder. Already there's a controversy here this morning. Jesse Blonder is founder of the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts. Jesse, welcome to JM and the AM. Morning, Nachum. Morning, Daniel. How are you guys? First of all, do we allow ringers in the competition? Because I just discovered in front of tens of thousands of people that Daniel actually knows how to cook. 
ringers are strictly prohibited. So we'll have to find somebody to replace Daniel this morning. I'm sorry, Daniel. But last time I was at the uh, Center for Kosher Culinary Arts at a date night with my wife, I lost. You lost? Uh, I, I lost. I think you're I was, a pro. How'd you lose? Some people call it being robbed. I call it losing. You know, some people I, call it losing. I think he threw it personally in preparation for this, but I guess we'll find out. Later. What, what did you cook the night you lost? What was the? It was there was chicken breast. Yeah. There was uh, radish. Right. Um, there was pomegranate juice. Wow. Uh, there was some other interesting stuff and and zucchini right. and uh, we made the only chicken breast that was not overcooked allegedly and we made pickled radishes and and you still went down to went down to well, still I went mean, down whatever well, still, I still went still down lost. Yeah, still lost yes <laughs> uh, Jesse were you a yeah. judge that night uh, I was not a judge that mm. night um, I, I I pop in and out to be a judge and uh, depending on how the food looks that's the, the joy of being an owner is that you can opt to judge or not uh, depending on how the plate looks so up. that was a rough night huh <laughs> <laughs> right exactly oh we also had I'm miso sure by the way so you, so you lost to a bunch of people that had no clue what they were doing that's not true if I remember correctly the people who won were amazing it was, it was a couple they live in Queens yeah. um, and they, they we, we also had miso paste, right. which is one of the most disgusting things on its own. Yeah. You have to like really uh, use right, it. You have to do that. And they made like a miso blondie as what? part of as like a dessert because the, the the woman had made blondies like for Shabbos and right. this was on a Sunday. So if I cheated. They they certainly cheated, um, but <laughs> n- no bitterness. But it, it was it was really the food was actually very good. Interesting boy, oh boy, listen to this guy. Uh, giving a nice compliment to one of his competitors. We don't always see that on the stud show, do we? <laughs> you probably won't see it tonight. <laughs> I would guess not. Center for Kosher Culinary Arts is the scene this evening for the stun show. Will Daniel Gordon, Mayor Fertig, <laughs> Mayor Fertig, now I have Fertig in the competition. Will Daniel Gordon, Ellie Hagler, uh, Matis Weingast, or, um, or um, Mark Zamek emerge as the winner of the uh, Chef uh, Kosher Chopped competition? Um, here at the Nahum Siegel Network. That's the big question. And th- not only will you be able to hear it at 8 o'clock on our stream, you'll be able to see it if you go to NahumSiegel.com with our Ustream video of the uh, event. Uh, Jesse, what are you expecting? You know, there's a rumor that one of the participants tonight, not necessarily do I have to say who it is, but there's a rumor that one of the participants tonight has a unique style. And they like to really, uh, uh, in terms of creating what the plate looks like at the end of the competition, they like to really pile on the food, which is which is not always the greatest approach. But you know, you, you may be seeing some very different types of things this evening. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure if the quantity over quality strategy is going to work <laughs> with our panel of distinguished judges. Very good. But uh, it's one way to go. Um, I think that. We, you know, we grade on creativity, presentation, and taste, of course. Right. So those are the three, those are the three main, um, uh, parameters. And as long as they do well in at least one of those, <laughs> we hope. they should be okay. Everyone has their specialty. Hopefully, uh, each plate will at least taste good. If not taste good, then look good. If not look good, then be, um, at least interesting enough warrant a good score. Jesse Blonder is Managing Director, Co-Founder, and Owner at the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts. All right, tell us about the center. How long has it been around? Sure. So we started five years ago. Wow. Uh, I believe it was October of 2007. And we do a combination of things. We do professional training for people who are interested in doing this as a living, becoming chefs or pastry chefs or bakers or what have you. That's the bulk of what we do. But then we also do a lot of this recreational programming, which is a uh, 
the class that Daniel came to, the date night couples competition, that was part of that. And How often does that happen? How often do you do that? We do those often. We do those night times. We do those mostly Shabbos in the winter. We do them on Sundays. We also do private parties. And the most popular option for our private party is a competition. Boy, people like to cook that much. Unbelievable. They, they You know what? They like to compete that yeah, much. That's and true. it's funny because we often get families, and it's so interesting to see. Every family has its own dynamic. Sometimes it's wild and crazy. Sometimes it's super serious, and they're super focused. And it's it's great. We have a lot of fun. This is probably one of the most fun events that we do. Uh, information. How do people find out more about the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts? Uh, best way is online, kosherculinaryarts.com. They can also they can pop in if they're in Brooklyn. We're on Coney Island Avenue in the Midwood section of Brooklyn. This summer, we'll also be in Manhattan offering classes out of Ramaz Middle School. Nice. So if you don't like to schlep to Brooklyn and you live in Jersey or the city or somewhere closer, please check us out there this summer. All right, that's good to know. Um, are you waiting for the day when one of your students becomes one of the world's most famous chefs? Are we on that road? I, you know what? I think so. We've had some guys open restaurants successfully in the past uh, couple of years, and I think that it's all it takes is... The right person, hardworking, sophisticated palate, dedicated, it's time. I definitely think that's going to happen. What do you think of the comment Daniel alluded to this earlier, how much more difficult it is to cook kosher? I mean, if chefs from our community were you know, up, up against some top people, they have a tremendous advantage with what they're able to use and how they're able to cook things, right? Well, I think if a person who keeps kosher and cooks kosher exclusively was put in a competition with other people that have all those other ingredients, then perhaps, but I think if you're used to cooking kosher your whole life and that's that's what you know, then there shouldn't be any boundaries because that's, you know, that's your universe and that's what you have to deal with and therefore you can do many interesting things. And I don't, I don't buy the fact that kosher is a limitation. I think that plenty of Great things can be done with kosher cuisine. Oh, very good words of encouragement. That goes beyond the uh, food industry, frankly, the way yes. you, the way you just put that. Uh, do you have a signature dish? If I went to Chef Blonder's uh, home, I'd be treated to what? Well, gosh, I'm so busy these days, I barely get a chance to do anything. But I really like to grill. I like to barbecue. Um, I like doing whole fish. So if you came and you were my guest, I'd probably grill a smoke up a whole fish for you. Very nice. So if I if you were if you were handed a fluke, you'd be able to repair it in the most amazing way. Oh yeah. No it's question great. about it. Wow. The local fish cooks up great every time, absolutely. All right, Jesse, we look forward to tonight. Jesse Blonder, okay. myself, and Naomi Nachman and Schiffer Klein of uh, Joy of Kosher all will be judges tonight. And uh, no doubt we will survive to tell the tale of, right. of what happened on a Thursday evening at the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts. Thank you, uh, Chef Jesse. My pleasure. CKCA, the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts. Quite a unique concept, huh? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I was trying to, since you are two of the four judges, I was going to ask uh, if, what your preferences are. In the, you know, well, that would be cheating. Not cheating. It just would be uh, an unfair advantage. Last I checked. I have Ellie Hagler freaking out on the phone line. Last I checked, there are you know tens of thousands of people listening. So Ellie Hagler and Mark Zomick and uh, Matis Weingast could listen just as I can. Yeah. You know, in other words, they'd have the same access to my preferences, you're saying. Right, but you know me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a judge. Speaking of food, I'm a judge who could be described as a chicken. You know me. Everyone's <laughs> gonna end up with the same grade anyway. <laughs> Just kidding, of course. <laughs>
if there's if there's a dish that's far beyond the others, you'd all give it a, an appropriate grade. Come on. There's a there's a Jewish history teacher somewhere in the uh, in the Teaneck Bergenfield area yeah. who I think is also sometimes considered a softie. Yeah. Uh, I guess your children will find out shortly. What same uh, same grade system? No, I, he 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 likes his students. Um, this, of course, referring to my father-in-law, who I believe teaches two of your children. Right. And uh, and uh, you know he he's very fair, but uh, he certainly is a very nice guy. Right, but uh, what you're alluding to is that everyone gets the same grade. That's what you're saying. No, 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 no. <laughs> we wouldn't want to say that. And, and the proof would be in the pudding. Wouldn't we be able to, we'd be able to analyze those numbers. And you have two. Right. So, so you'll I, find out soon enough. I can get a head start on that analysis. <laughs> anyway, uh, Daniel Gordon is, uh, what are we now, 11 and a half hours away, uh, finding out who the uh, incredible chef is. Have you? Have you, does it even bother or I should say, does it even pay to think about what the ingredients could be like? You're going through your mind. If I'm giving an if I'm given an obscure vegetable, I'll go this way. If I'm given an obscure, you know, topping or coating, I'll go this way. Are you just, you know? So it's actually interesting. Ellie Hagler and I were having this conversation recently, and we each have our own. I don't know what his is, but I, I'm willing to tell my strategy um, before because to I, the public. Yeah, why not? What's your strategy? My strategy is whatever the main ingredient is. Yeah. It's, it, it, it can either be poultry, meat, right, fish. Right. Uh, I'm going to try to put as much flavor as possible and focus as much on that. And then, I think, at least from on the surface, you got to puree something for right. a different texture. Right. Sometimes, usually a vegetable, and then you got to make something crunchy. Come on, you have an unfair advantage. Sounds like you know what you're doing in the kitchen. And I will tell you <laughs> that no matter what, something will be pickled this evening to get redemption for my pickled radishes when I was at the Center for Kosher Culinary. So it's all about correcting the past. This huh? is the, and and. Hopefully earning something for the future because the winner gets quite a prize tonight. The winner is a $150 gift certificate to Jay Soho, downtown Manhattan. That's an incentive. And that I'm is ver- an incentive. And I'm very excited because having been there right. with uh, with the network, I learned a couple things. I learned that I love their food, but my wife's palate was not as sophisticated for their food. So it looks like I'll get $150 worth of, uh, of eating if I win. Or as we call it, a double portion. You'll be eating. Or triple. Or maybe even triple, right. All right, that's the story, folks. Uh, uh, check out our website. Uh, certainly all day long, but, but without a doubt, make sure to check it out at 8 o'clock tonight on the stream at jmnam.org. Uh, four well-known people from the Nahum Siegel Network are going to be going head-to-head in a cooking competition at the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts. There will be actual video footage of the event on starting at 8 p.m., which means you could uh, uh, check it out not only with the audio but the video as well and see what's happening as it's being filmed. And um, the winner, Jay Soho, $150 gift certificate. A big thank you to Manischewitz. The only ingredient we know about so far is a type of Manischewitz broth, which I'm sure has thrown you off completely from all your plans. Well, I mean, vegetable broth is a very diverse ingredient, but I will tell you one thing. I am almost positive that I will be very thirsty during the competition, and I'm contemplating drinking some vegetable broth. Very good for you. But that wouldn't help you in terms of winning the whole thing. It would give me energy. It would re-energize you? I think so. It would get you through the final 15 minutes of the whole thing? I will tell you, I'm very nervous about the timing. I think people don't realize, even though people cook on time constraints all the time, Shabbos is in an hour. Right. There's something different. But this is what, like a half hour? You 35 have a whole, minutes. That a whole thing has to be done. With plating, two yeah. plates, one for the judges, and yeah. two for the judges, and then to share. You should have lobbied to have it like a three, four hour competition. It's much easier to do it under. Yeah. I don't know. The general time. manager at the network uh, for some reason told me we couldn't do that. When you're given an assignment, you're working in the uh, president's office at Yeshiva University. This is true. So did they ever say to you, I need a speech in 35 minutes? They would never do that. Uh, yeah. In I mean, 35 minutes? I mean, President Joel is an incredible, incredible. I speaker. need a presentation in 35 minutes. Yeah, why not? And and you like would, the West Wing. And you'd be able to do it in 35 minutes. 
We can certainly try. So tonight won't scare you in the least. You're always under this type of, of time constraint and pressure. Yeah, but there are certain things about this type of time uh, you know, that that I think are difficult. One is, the difference there is, even though there's research and stuff to be done, there's a lot of a lot of the prep work is already done, pres- mm. hopefully. Even if they say, we need a presentation in 35 minutes, you have some background information. Right. Here, you open it, you, the basket, you have to think, you have to prepare them. If you have to peel a vegetable or peel a fruit or cut something, that all takes into the time. Even if it takes 30 seconds each, all of a sudden you're looking at minutes piling up that, that you don't get back. Uh, for the rumor is that you're going to be at an MBA program at NYU. This is true. I actually got in yesterday. That's Mazel tov. Thank you very much. That's the rumor. And uh, I, I, I want you to be prepared for the fact, and that's why tonight's a very good, a very good uh, training ground. I want you to be prepared for that. And the assignment in the NYU MBA program might be, think of a presentation in 35 minutes. And then... That could happen. And know. maybe my presentation will be cooking. <laughs> think about that. I can bring it all together. Uh, yes, yes, yes. And cook in the president's office. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've actually never done that. I've cooked in the president's home before. We yes. actually did for his son's birthday. We did a chopped competition. And what did you make? Well, well... First of all, the teams were supposed to be random. It was four couples, and it ended up being three of one gender and one and three and one. So we just swapped, and we did a male-female competition. Right. Um, obviously, uh, the males won. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we cooked salmon. We cooked chopped meat. We, we actually, for that competition, did three separate courses. We had an hour and a half to cook, and we got all the ingredients at the beginning, but each course had specific items allotted to it. Unbelievable. And we, and, and we won by... More than one point. Well, obviously you won, because if you didn't win, we would have heard about that for the last half hour. So, <laughs> so for the last six months. Right, exactly. exactly. So obviously you won that night. <laughs> All right, there you have it, folks. And uh, one of the things we have to recommend now, a kitchen in the president's office, because that, then you'd be able to do it on the spot in the office. Def- uh, listen, I, I'm more than happy to add that to my job description. <laughs> um... All right, there you have it. Daniel Gordon, Mark Zomick, Matis Weingast, Ellie Hagler. Uh, Do you cook, Nachum? No, I mean, very limited. Very limited. Peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, that's about it. Maybe a scrambled egg or something. Um, People like to do what they're good at. That's why it's going to be interesting to see tonight who enjoys the competition, who does not. I think we'll all have a good time. That's, that's, All right. That's, listen, we don't have to eat the food after you do. But, if so. I, but I know if I was a competitor, I would not be enjoying it because I, I just don't know what I'm doing. I don't, you know, it's the old two left feet. So I guess in this case, two left hands. But I just, you know, we'll find out. Go ahead certainly. and make a gourmet dish or what is the equivalent, you know, at my level, a gourmet dish out of random ingredients. You could make a sandwich. That's very popular. Yeah, why don't days. they do that, Taka? That's very listen. Sandwich making. There's a whole show on the Food Network now. Yeah, all sandwiches. They should do that. What kind of bread to use? With what kind of ingredients? Toasting, not toasting. Yeah, maybe if I think of strategies in advance, maybe I would actually See. participate. Um, and by the way, uh, as Ellie Hagler would say, I, uh, now that I think about it, I'm actually very good at that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a bold prediction, Ellie Hagler. If it, th- this is the most bold prediction. We will establish a chazaka tonight that Ellie Hagler is always in second place. Because he lost to S.D. Ackerman at table tennis, as you'll recall. He lost to Daniel Gordon at Papa Shot up at Yeshiva University, as you'll recall. And tonight you're predicting that he will go down to somebody in the 
Kosher Culinary Arts Center in Con- on Coney Island Avenue. In that, that's well, yeah. I listen. Ellie is a good friend of mine. We've known each other a long time. Um, I know Mark and Matis for a little less time, and I will say that Ellie. I've never seen Ellie win anything. Um, he's always put up a good fight. I've never seen him actually win any competition. But he's told us that. He's like Mr. Winner. I wasn't at Camp Stechemet in the he whatever bo- mid-90s. He bowled a 301. Did you know about that? I, 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 apparently he did, but when we offered to do a Nachum Siegel's network bowling, it was, I don't know, my arm, my this. We'll see. We'll see is right. All right, good luck tonight, Daniel. Everyone pay careful attention to the website as we are hours away from finding out who wins the uh, kosher chopped competition. Thank you to the Center for Kosher Culinary Arts. Thank you, Manischewitz. Thank you to everybody who has played a role in participating tonight. Thank you, Jay Soho, for providing the prize of a $150 gift certificate. And we wish them a happy anniversary because uh, they're celebrating their first anniversary next week uh, in Lower Manhattan. It's JM in the AM at 24 minutes before 9 o'clock. from a Shabbat in Liverpool. Menucha Simcha. Ah, we always have the most amazing selections, don't we? Well, we've been talking somewhat this morning about Dafyomi, and uh, Rabbi Moshe Elephant is with us live via telephone. Those of you over the years, especially when we do our Pesach show, our pre-Pesach show, we're always, at some point, we're always mentioning Rabbi Moshe Elephant of the OU and the OU Online Dafyomi. Which, like everybody else in the world, is going to be celebrating the uh, completion of Maseches Erevin tomorrow. 
We'll celebrate the beginning of Maseches Pesachim on Shabbos. The OU tells us that over 1,500 daily participants are logged on to hear Rabbi Moshe Elephant speak about the Talmud. How amazing is that? Rabbi Elephant, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Well, next to you, I guess that's not much of a compliment. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. In this case, it's people tuning in for, what is it, 45 minutes or an hour to hear an entire shear? 45 minutes. Unbelievable. All right, um... Rabbi Elephant, someone asks me the other day, Hey, Nachum, do you want to start Meseches Pesachim? Because I'm not known as being a Dafyomi uh, a student. So they say, would you like to start this Shabbos, Meseches Pesachim? And I say to them, you mean I have to think about Pesach every day for the next God knows how many days? <laughs> you, you know how much pressure Pesach means when you hear that word in the Jewish world, right, Elephant? What would you recommend if somebody wants to start this coming Shabbos? Well, um, I certainly can relate to somebody being pressured by Pesach all year round. <laughs> That's right. You know, we, we at the OU think about Pesach the day after Pesach. Right. We start producing food for next year Pesach um, the day after Pesach. So that doesn't really necessarily um, taunt us. But I would look at it somewhat differently. I would say start learning the Pesachim now, and by next year Pesach, you really know what is the halacha and what isn't the halacha, and you'll come to Pesach a much more educated consumer, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's true. Are there a are, is there a large are there a is there a large percentage of topics in Meseches Pesachim that are not Pesach related or not necessarily Pesach related? Well, you know, <clears throat> you certainly know that that's what Shas is really all about. Um, Shas is all about that um, you go from one topic to another topic that aren't specifically related to the Masechta. And certainly when we speak about Masechta Pesachim, there's a serious amount in the Masechta about the carbon Pesach, which isn't, unfortunately, specifically related to us nowadays when we don't have the base of Migdash, aren't bringing the carb- carbonos. But on the other hand, there is a very significant amount of the Masechta, starting with the first Mishnah, right. um, that is very related to what we do. Right. Um, we spend a lot of time preparing for Pesach in terms of cleaning the house, and the first halachas, the first issue discussed in the Masechta, are actually the halachas of Dikas Chametz and preparing our homes and ourselves for Pesach. All right, Moshe Elephant with us live via telephone. Thousands tune in each and every day to uh, hear his Dafiomi presentation uh, from OU and OU.org. How difficult was Maseches Erevin? As somebody who has never really delved into detail regarding Maseches Erevin, tell me how difficult Maseches Erevin was and how thankful are the Dafiomi students that they're moving on to a different topic. Well, you know, Maseches Erevin is certainly one of the more difficult Masechtas and Shas. Um, you know, as a Dafyomi Magid Shir and as somebody who would like to see as many people joining the Dafyomi as possible, I don't know if I would have necessarily put Ervin in the first year of the cycle. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, I maybe would have waited for people to get a little more committed. Wait um, wait till they're really into it and can't escape. <laughs> right. So, But um, Chazal, I guess, didn't necessarily consult with me. <laughs> so, Masech Ervin, we did have 
some challenging daf, and it was very interesting. And I give a shear in the morning, besides the daf Yomi shear uh, on the internet uh, on the OU. And somebody in the shear, there were people that unfortunately dropped out because everything was so difficult. And we're certainly inviting everybody to come back <laughs> now from a sect of Sachim. But besides that, somebody who was at the shear. I heard two people talking. I don't think they thought I was listening. Yeah. And one was saying to the other, you know, I really can't get into Masechta Erevin. It's a really hard Masechta to get up every morning early to learn a Masechta that I'm not really understanding. And someone else told him, you know, I can't say, he says, I understand every Gemara in Masechta Erevin. He says, but there isn't a das that I don't go away with something. Ooh, very good. Very every day good. I go away with something from right. the das. Right. Maybe. So yes, I would certainly prefer to learn and understand everything on the DAF, but if I'm not getting everything, getting something is also worthwhile. Excellent. So if you're listening to a 45-minute shear, and it's not necessarily our shear, any shear, if you're listening to a shear and you're getting something out of it, you're learning something new, whether it's halacha or hashkafa or lambdas, it's certainly, I think, a worthwhile investment. How many people are in front of you when you deliver the shear? Well... The sheer, I give a share every morning to about 10 people. That right. I've been doing. We're already up to our fourth cycle. Right. Um, the Dafyomi share, which actually is on the OU web, right. is a share that we delivered at the OU office last cycle. Right. It's all recorded. And we used to have a few people there. Over the weekend, I actually said it in front of my computer screen at home. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, Moshe Elephant with us, OU.org, for all the information about his shear. Again, Mesechus Psachim begins this coming Shabbos. Many people are completing Mesechus Erevin who wish them a mazel tov. You know, I, I have a friend uh, my age who, um, I mean, frankly, uh, I guess I, I could say it this way. I'd put it in layman terms, essentially knows all of the Talmud. Simple as that. And I asked him the other day, I said, what is your favorite Masechta? may sound like a silly question, but he responded. He said his favorite Masechta is Masechah Sukkah. And I'm curious if you have an answer when people ask you what your favorite tractate of Talmud is. You know, I, I always had an answer, but always changes. <laughs> what, was the la- what was the answer the last time you answered it? <laughs> I, I used to really enjoy Masechah Kedushin. I still enjoy it. But um, I actually happen to like Masech Bay also very much. Interesting. There you have it. Uh, how many Talmud? I shouldn't say how many because you wouldn't know the answer to that. But what is it like to meet Talmudim, to meet students around the world who find out who you are and then inform you that you're their Rebbe? Oh, it, it's it, it's the most incredible feeling. We have so many incredible stories that people meet us. I was in Israel two weeks ago, and I was davening at the Kaisel Vasekin, and after... Davening was about 6 a.m. in the morning, and I'm standing waiting for a cab. I was getting pretty desperate. There aren't that many cabs coming around at 6 a.m. in the morning. And somebody walks right by to me, and he says, Rabbi Elephant, you're my Rebbe. I can't let you stand outside here waiting for a cab. Wherever you want to go in Israel, I'm going to drive you, because you're my Rebbe. I said, I don't even know your name. Unbelievable. It must be an incredible feeling and obviously something that could only happen in this technological era that has become so remarkable for Torah study. Uh, Rabbi Moshe Elephant, go to OUDAF.org, OUDAF.org for the most direct way to access Rabbi Elephant's uh, daily Dafyomi Shir. Uh, again, this coming Shabbos begins Meseches Psachim, and I'm sure a lot of people want to join in. Uh, Rabbi Elephant, according to the uh, estimate that I have in front of me, has at least 1,800 regular students who watch 
on a daily basis at OUDAF.org and who participate by listening and uh, and learning this year with um, with Rabbi Elephant. He is um, he is somebody who has all these virtual Talmidim around the world, which is, which is pretty amazing. There are other Daf Shirim at OUDAF.org as well, including Rabbi Shalom Rosner is extremely popular and others that people should check out. And if you go to OUTorah.org, you'll find thousands of hours of Torah and resources. Coming up on Wednesday night, Rabbi Elephant will be making an official siyam on Erevin and giving an introductory shear on Pesachim. Is that online? Is that going to be happening at a location, Rabbi Elephant? What happens on Wednesday? The OU offices at 11 Broadway in Mitzvah on Wednesday evening. But in general, we, besides, as I said a few minutes ago, have the Dafyomi shear online that you just discussed. Right. We are now and they were recorded last cycle, we're now doing a sugyas and halacha shir, where four times a week, for approximately 20 minutes, we take a subject that is being discussed in the Gemara that we're learning that week, and delve into it a little, and try to bring it to halacha, to how we could apply that to our day-to-day life. Unbelievable. And those sure are also all online. And I'm sure you have plans to add more and more the way things are going. Well, I hope I don't know if it's all going to be me, but right. we at the OU have a wonderful group of people, a lot of Tamida Chachamim, and everybody's anxious to participate in bringing more Habatas Torah to Kali Yisrael. To participate in Wednesday's Sudas Mitzvah at the OU headquarters in downtown Manhattan, you can email GANZM at OU.org for information. And in terms of uh, uh, general information regarding our elephant shear and all the other shear we spoke about, go to OUDAF.org, go to OUDAF.org or OUTORA.org. Right, Moshe Elephant, Mazal Tov, I'm Masechus Erevin. Good luck with Psachim. I hope it goes smoothly and you're able to uh, withstand all that Pesach pressure you're going to be reading about. <laughs> okay, uh, we certainly will, and you're still invited, Nachman. I appreciate that very much. Right, Moshe Elephant, uh, probably the world's largest Dafyomi shear with all these amazing Talmidim students from around the world tuning in every single day. Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM, 10 minutes before 9 o'clock. Mazel Tov going out to Bracha Tikva Rosenwasser, daughter of our friend Heshi Rosenwasser, getting married to Josh Gross of Toronto this evening. The wedding happening at the Carmel Winery in Zichron Yaakov, Israel. How incredible is that? Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. We have an amazing day on the stream, including right after JM in the AM, our album of the week is coming up. It's Mordechai Ben David's Memories, 12 noon, live lunch, 2 o'clock, Miriam L. Wallach, mentioned earlier by Kanner Fogel, is among her guests, um, who has just been give us, given this distinguished professor position, university professor position at Yeshiva University, um, and how, a whole host of great programming today, including the stunt show, and you know what's going to be happening during the stunt show, we're going to find out who can cook well and be judged well as a good cook by the judges tonight at the Kosher Culinary Arts Institute in Brooklyn, New York. Make sure to be tuned in at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream for that. And, and Ellie Hagler, who we mentioned earlier, and, and we mentioned the OU as well, will be doing the OU's Jewish Reaction Show, joined by Naftali Herman, Business Development Coordinator at Yachad. He ran four Yachad birthright trips, three summer programs, two years as Program Director for Junior Yachad, and a very recently married man. Uh, they will uh, speak uh, today starting at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream org, And if we are a content-driven network, as we now are, thank God, probably the largest in the world, in my opinion, when it comes to the to Jewish content uh, in audio form, uh, the person responsible for that is Miriam L. Wallach, who is with us in our studio, and today is celebrating her first year at the helm... <laughs> 
Is it that hilarious? It is funny. First, Not ha-ha funny. First year at the helm of the Nahum Siegel Network. Um, I don't know. Did we, did we ever tell the story on the air from years ago about the first time you were ever here? Oh, that's a classic. Actually, I was thinking about it yesterday, by the way. But it... We, I don't think we, we ever never shared? told it. So I'll, I'm going to tell it the way... You remember it? No, oh, okay, not at good. all. <laughs> that, I'm not doing it. I will tell it... I'm going to just sum it up. Okay. It's really a classic. I'm going to sum way. up how ironic it is. Okay. Um, because I don't want to go into the details of it. Oh. But Miriam Al Wallach, who at one time was considered for some type of position like what she has now as general manager of the Nahum Siegel Network, walked in here 2008, you'd say? 2007? Was it that? 09? Somewhere it's around. It's been about there. five years. Since Somewhere around. Yeah, so 2008. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Walked in here and um, started asking questions within seconds of, uh, of walking in here. Uh, for this appointment uh, to see if there was an interest on my part in having someone like her aboard and uh, essentially <laughs> no, no, no. essentially okay. very quickly she was asked <laughs> she was asked to leave the building <laughs> that, that, by, not by Ken Friedman by the way no no, no. <laughs> that sums it up i threw her right out of yeah, here yeah basically and a year ago can i can i quote you can I, I, see, I don't remember what the oh, quote is. Oh, I do. <laughs> it's a line that lives in infamy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thanks for coming. There's the door. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said? Oh, my God. That's bad. Listen, I make a good first impression. That's, what can I tell you? <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> no, it's not. I think it's great. Look where we are now. And uh, today, ironically enough, after another meeting that took place a year ago, right? Uh, she's now celebrating, we're celebrating, yes. uh, one year at the helm of the Nahum Siegel Network, which many of you will remember, began with quite a bang, the incredible Midtown Manhattan launch of, uh, of the network, and the idea being, again, to become the largest uh, audio, audio, the largest audio content-driven network appealing to the Jewish world in the entire world. That's but we our, couldn't fit that on a card. Right. That's our goal. Right. By the way, I brought and you a present. And, and Thursday's the perfect day to mention this, that's because we true. have so much content going on, and we have this incredible stunt happening tonight, and... A whole bunch of stuff happening tomorrow. I love these stunts, by the way. But uh, speaking of stunt, I, I brought you an anniversary present. Yeah. Yep. And that gift is a corn muffin. Yes. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> and it's the other, other gift you can get at 5.30 in the morning in the five towns. I hope it's a healthy corn muffin. Oh, yeah. You know, Dunkin' Donuts, they're known for their, I don't know. Healthy product? Yes. Yes. By the way, going to a Dunkin' Donuts in the city with all those calorie counts next to them yeah. just makes you walk out. Right. <laughs> not fun. It takes away all the fun of that donut. And that's good. And that's a good thing that, oh, the city includes Brooklyn, though, right? No, I'm just thinking, because I was about to say that there are no kosher Dunkin' Donuts in Manhattan. Yes, there are. Across the street from Stern. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So right. you walk in there. You walk in and there. And even though you're, the appeal is, hey, it's oh, all kosher. Oh, jelly donut. Forget right. about it. And yeah. it's all kosher, right. which is the, for us is the right. greatest thing. And then you see the calorie count. And then you feel bad for the people online who find out then that all the quote-unquote sausage is vegetarian right. and it's all soy. But it's Manhattan, believe me. They're oh, fine with the... It's not It's not. Yucky Nobody dough. in Manhattan wants meat. Do me a favor. <laughs> you don't see the trend of what's going on here these days? One word, city bikes. Exactly. <laughs> you, can't go, you can't city bike to Dunkin' Donuts and expect to have really bad processed meat. I'm still waiting to take the city bike from where I get off the F to the studio. Yeah. Because I, oh, I know. Why don't I? I don't know why you don't. Because there's no room for my bag. Especially a day like today. And why are there gosh. no helmets? Well, there you go. Alright, so um, uh, Miriam Al Wallach yes. uh, later today at 2 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmnam.org. Happy anniversary to you. Thank you, sir. This time next year, we should have uh, doubled and tripled uh, all the great things that we're doing for the Jewish world out there. Amen. And thank you to you. Thank you to you.
five minutes before 9 o'clock. Sunshine with a high temperature of 79 degrees. And a reminder that the uh, big deer shoe event at Binyanei Haoma this coming Sunday will be um, broadcast live 2 p.m. Eastern Time this coming Sunday at live satellite hookup locations around the tri-state area and beyond. In Lakewood, um, with a live address brought by uh, Malkiel Cutler. In Muncie, with a live address brought by Moshe Green. In Brooklyn, with a live address brought by Official Schachter. And in the Catskills at the Rowley Hotel, with a live address brought by Zev Smith. Plus, Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, Montreal, Cleveland, L.A., Miami, and Toronto. Information 888-5-DEER-SHOE, Also want to say hi to our friends at Adorama, who again this Sunday are going to be doing an amazing street fair on 18th Street between 5th and 6th Avenues, raising money for the Cystic Fibrosis Boomer Esiason Foundation, doing great work and having a whole bunch of fun. It's always a great day, and uh, I suggest everybody, if you're anywhere near Manhattan, especially the way uh, the weather is uh, being forecasted, if you're anywhere near Manhattan this coming Sunday, Come join our friends at Adorama for all the fun and say hi to their incredible staff, so many of them members of our wonderful community. Uh, JM and the AM as we continue with words from this week's Parsha, Zevi Kaufman and Matovu. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Oh, in Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Uh, so Rabbi Elephant's favorite Masech, the Kedushin. 
That's what he said in terms of, uh, I think that's what he said in terms of the most recent answer he's given. Maseches Kedushin. Unbelievable. A radio show that does three segments today on Torah and Talmud study. Think about that, folks. Not that this is a pitch, but just think about that. All day long, amazing material on our stream at jmnam.org, including Mordechai Ben David's Memories, which is next as Album of the Week. So make sure to tune in and stay with the stream all day long. And, of course, 8 o'clock tonight for the Big Stun Show. We'll find out who the great chef is is, and uh, who will win that gift certificate to Jay Soho. Um, have a wonderful Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.